good in Erev Shabbos, a good in Erev Yontiv. Shabbos Chol Moed, but it's not Chol Moed because it's Shabbos. I wanted to talk about this very Indian about how Rosh Hashanah was on Shabbos, Sukkot is on Shabbos, Simchas Torah is going to be on Shabbos, and it's it's such a fascinating thing that we're not going to carry a little of an esrog unless you're in your Shalim. I mean, in the base of Mikdash. Um, this it's a it's a fascinating thing. The Koch of Shabbos. We take Shabbos for granted because. It happens so often, 50 times, more than 50 times a year. So we kind of like, oh, Shabbos, it's Shabbos. But we, we don't understand how unbelievably important Shabbos is. I want to kind of, um, I'm not sure, I'm not sure if I want to do it this way, but it's my, my son-in-law, Rabbi Yeshua Simcha Lairfield Shlita, he um, wrote a, a shtickle Torah on Nisach and for me, it was a beautiful, to, beautiful vort. And but he he opened up my eyes in a certain way, which I was very, I'm very grateful. I haven't even told him yet, but some beautiful machshavas. And I, I don't want to steal his Torah, but I'm gonna like go on a little tangent. And the tangent I want to talk about was that that the um, one of the chazals that said that the place where the Water would go down into where the shisin they were called shisin. There were these, these underwater chambers where the and passageways for water to drain out. And um, it's interesting. He says that how do we know that these shisin were so? Where they were made in the shishis he made bracious in the six days of the creation. Hashem had this in mind. And where do we see it? It says because the word um, bracious means bara shis. He created these shisin, these, these uh, I'm not sure uh, what to call it, these catacombs, but it was not, it's, it's more for water, it's not a cistern, but like a drainage system. It's a fascinating thing that Akash Baruch Hu had built that into creation in the very first word of the Torah. And it really got me thinking that the Nisach Maim, the, the word shis also means six, and there is, according to the Gemara, there are six days that they did Nisach um, Hamayim. And um, very, very deep stuff. But I really want to focus on a totally different aspect of it. But it will hopefully tie into this this water. And Bechag Nidonen Alamayim on circus we're judged for our water supply. And, um, and what that has to do with Simcha. Water and simcha. I guess if you're starving in the middle of a desert and somebody gives you some water, you, you're definitely besimcha. But this has got to be more to it. So I'm, uh, you need to have a little patience with me. I'm going a little bit a different pace than I normally do. And I'm taking a little detour till we get to this water aspect. Uh, I want to state a difference between Pesach and Sukkot. Even though tonight when we're going to have our, 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 um, the difference between Pesach and Sukkot, even though on, on Pesach and Sukkot we have a juxtaposition because we have the, the famous, uh, of Tutu, nothing to do with a South African leader, um, but it has to do with 
Shabbat, the 15th and the 15th. On the 15th of the month, just like on Pesach, we have a mitzvah to eat matzah. So too on the night of Sukkot, we have a mitzvah to eat a suda. And uh, as a matter of fact, it's paskened uh, in halacha that we should actually make sure that we're going to have a shear of a, a kabetzah, two kazesim of, of, of challah, of bread. Uh, I think the svartim are makbed, that you shouldn't eat with anything else, just like matzah, you eat just matzah plain, without dipping it in honey, without salt, just eat it plain challah. Uh, I'm not sure if they use water challah, what they do, but that would, uh, that's what the Svartim do. And it got me thinking. We have mitzvah to eat both. And somebody said, Rabbi, why don't we eat, then we should, maybe we should eat matzah on sukkahs. And my wife told me, oh, David, we have this extra box of matzah here. I said, perfect, we'll use it for sukkahs. Um, but I think that really, that, would, that might be baltosif, echvesesh. But I think the idea is that on Sukkot and, and Pesach, we have two aspects of eating. And they're, I don't want to say they're uh, inversely related, but they're somewhat inversely related. On Pesach, it's what we eat. And what we eat is determined by the halacha. On Sukkot, it's where we eat eat and I think that that makes a very big nafkamina and listen maybe you'll agree maybe you'll disagree and whoever disagrees call a kavod and whoever agrees I'm happy that you see it that way what would be the so again Pesach is what we eat Sukkot is where we eat what does the difference so I think on, on Pesach our avoidance on Pesach is really becoming an independent people. It's um, knowing what we are. And uh, we become free. We're no longer the identity that we had beforehand. On Sukkot, we're celebrating the same thing, but we're celebrating a different aspect of that it's not a, we should know that we sat in sukkahs but it has to do also with I think if you look at the avoda of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur instead of focusing on malch, the, just the malchus alone that Hashem is Melech which is one of the, the most vital parts of of the avoda of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur but it's also recognizing who are we to that Melech. In other words, coming out of Mitzrayim, we didn't see ourselves as B'nai Melochim. We just saw ourselves as free. So in that regards, um, the food we eat is the Meichle de Mehemenusa. It's that we couldn't believe we're free. So we have to internalize that we're free people. And that's why we have to ingest the special food to build ourselves from the inside about who we are. On Sukkot, we're coming off the Avodah of Rosh Hashanah and Kippur where we're proclaiming Kosh Baruch Hu to be God. But at the same time, uh, the king, we're saying that he's king, we're also saying he's our father. Avinu Malkeinu. 
And in order to understand that nafkamina, it's incumbent upon us to shift our own comfort zone because we already are aware that we're Jews. We're already aware that we have this schus of being uh, connected to Hashem. But to understand that it's malchus, understand that we have to define ourselves with our essence as opposed to a lot of times people define themselves with their flaws. Now, I had a Talmud who was uh, an unbelievable student. He had a a very big problem in his life. He was uh, addicted to various substances. And uh, he had honored me one year to come and after his being seven years sober to to be the one to give him his seven-year clean coin. Baruch Hashem, this was about, uh, I think about eight or nine years ago. So maybe even longer. He's probably clean over close to 20 years. Uh, but at that point in time, I came to the meeting and their meeting was an interesting thing. Everybody gets up and introduces out and they say, hi, my name is David. I'm an addict. And um, I, I was wondering, why does everybody have to start off this, the, their introduction as, I'm an addict? Why don't you say, hi, I'm, I'm David, and you know, I'm here because I'm grappling with addiction issues. Why define myself and identify myself with my, my struggle? So I, I asked Rav Tversky, why he thought it was important and he was telling me they need to know their issue and they need to admit it they need to realize that they can't handle it on their own and they need Hashem's help and etc 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 he said some other things but that was the basic gist of it then I asked my Talmud I asked my Talmud why he felt it's necessary Um, doesn't it make a person feel kind of like down about themselves that they have this issue and he said no not that's not true, Rebbe. He says, for me, that flaw that I that I have is really my strength. Because if it wasn't for that flaw, I would never have gotten in touch with the strengths that I have nowadays. I would never have realized what I'm capable of accomplishing. I would have thought I'm a failure, and I would never be able to be matzliach. But because I had this issue, I see it as my saving grace or as my bracha in life. And so instead of seeing that, identifying it as a negative aspect, as a flaw, I see it as a positive aspect. So I was very wowed by that. And I was wondering if, if that's true in all of Torah. But um, the more I kind of... I saw that a Baruch who doesn't want us to label ourselves and identify ourselves as sinners. He doesn't want us to do that. Because on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, we don't say, Anu Rishayim, Anu Chaitim, Anu Balei Avera, Anu, defining ourselves. We say, Ashamnu, we're guilty. Gazalnu, Bagadnu, of course, I'm going out of order, but all the things that we have done we're talking about our actions, but we're not defining ourselves as an identity 
because of our of our negative actions. And I thought that that's very poignant and powerful, that our identity is not based on our actions. But in the Ila, a lot of the focus is, and other points in Davening also, lo echpots b'mos right? I don't want a, the person to die Kosh is is chafetz bi tadko. Hashem is waiting for the Russia in Yashuv Yerachemenu that if the Russia does tshuva, Hashem will have mercy on him. So that even my understanding was that even if I do define myself as a Russia, Hashem is still waiting for me. Hashem still wants me. And Rav Gamliel said a beautiful idea. He said that on. Uh, on Yom Kippur, we said, "Ki ata salchan u'machlan Israel. You are a forgiver, and uh, I guess uh, I have to say the difference: forgiving and granting amnesty. Um, and he said, "Why doesn't it say ki ata soleach Because you forgive and you forgive. So he said that there's a Gemara in. I wish I could tell you I remember where it is somewhere in Bava Kama that talks about a shore rovist tachas masa oh there's an uh, animal that collapses under the weight of its burden and he says but if it's a shore ravtan if it's a shore that is a ravtan with the end of nun not some rovist he's a ravtan if he's a ravtan in that case then that Situation, he is Chayev, the owner. And the reason is because the Lushan of Rav Tzan with the end of Nun basically indicates that this is what he always does. He's constantly falling. And so, inversely related, that a Kosh is not just a Soleach Umochel, he will forgive or he does, rather, he's a Salchan, he constantly will forgive again and again and again. And that's what happens sometimes. The boys tell me, Rabbi, I tried. I tried staying away from these avers. I tried getting up for minion. I tried, you know, doing all the mitzvahs, and I keep on failing. Why bother? Like, what's, what, what kind of charade am I playing? And when you use this word, say, No, no, Kosh Baruch wants you're trying. He knows you're trying. And because you're trying, he will forgive you every time, even if you fail time and time again. And I think that this is very poignant that we should understand who we are and what we are and that not to define ourselves as sinners, as Rishoyim, rather to define ourselves as people who sometimes fall short. We're not perfect. We make mistakes. Chatasi, I sinned. Al chait shechatanu, on the sin that I have sinned. Yes, I know it's a sin. And I did it. But I'm not saying I'm a, I'm a sinner. And I think it's very, very important that we go into Sukkot. It's the Rish on the Chesh Ben Avonos. Chazal tell us that Sukkot is the first day where Hashem says, okay, we're starting our Chesh Ben Avonos. What's going on here? So I think that what we need to have this reminder is is that Hashem says on Sukkot 
I'm going to start the Cheshbon of Averus, but I'm going to give you the antidote. I'm going to give you what it takes to beat it. And you know what that is? It's Simcha. The way to beat your negative self-identification is by being the Simcha. Not Simcha Shtus, but by being able to have joy in the Simcha of a Mitzvah. Simcha of the Mitzvah is the ultimate Simcha. All the brachas of Simcha come from Simcha of a Mitzvah. So Kosh Baruch Hu creates this situation for these seven days, or eight days at least, is my Simcha. I say, you know, eight days, but at least the seven days, I have 24 hours, seven days, a mitzvah to be Mikhaim, be, being in the sukkah. Every second I could be in the mitzvah. And therefore, I think the Lashon of the Arizal says that if a, a person would see the spiritual effects the sukkah has on us, we'd go crazy. It would be just so overwhelming. And some tzaddikim, I guess, that's why they had a hard time being in the sukkah too long because, you know, they're so sensitive to the Kedusha. I guess uh, I'm very far from that. And uh, so I'm able to stay in the sukkah as much as I can. But that's the idea, is that you look at the sukkah, I'm, I'm, because Baruch gives me this simple thing. Just live. What do you mean just live? Just live as you normally would live. How do you normally live? I live in the, the way I live in my house. I live in my sukkah. I eat in the sukkah, I sleep in the sukkah, I drink in the sukkah, I hang out with my, my family in the sukkah. That's what you do. And every second you do it, you get a mitzvah. Unbelievable. And that simcha should give us a different identity. That, that identity is not that we are cast away from Hashem. Some people say sukkahs is like a gullus. And there's chazal, or not chazal, but there's mefortune that say that. Maybe there's even a chazal that's mashma that. But... I think a bigger representative of what the sukkah is is Hediyani Hamelech Hadarov Megillah Venisim Chavol that Kodesh Baruch Hu is bringing me into His chamber. We call the sukkah the Tzela Dimehemenusa. It's the it's the shadow of Kodesh Baruch Hu's belief. We're like surrounded by the Shechina. In the sukkah, it's all Kodesh Baruch Hu. We're here in inside of Kodesh Baruch Hu's realm. He invited us to be here. So it, it's the exact opposite of identifying ourselves with our, our as a Rosha Chazasham or as a Chaita. Rather, I am, I made mistakes, but Hashem has given me the opportunity to fix it up with Simcha. The, f- the four days after Yom Kippur, Hashem doesn't even want to talk about Averas. Okay, now, Sukkot, but I'm going to give you the antidote. The antidote is the Simcha. Simcha Shal Mitzvah. So I think that if we look now at where I started this, I guess, a torturous uh, session uh, with the idea of Shaftemayim Besosom, we would draw up the waters with tremendous joy and they would pour on the water, the waters on the Mizbeach, and they say, Anybody who didn't see a Simchas Bezor did not see Simcha. And it's interesting that the, the drawing of the waters that was done at it, because in the evening, it was, the, the celebration was not done while they poured the water, it's when they drew it up in order to do the mitzvah. It's just the excitement of see, being able to do a mitzvah later, that preparation imbued that whole mitzvah with tremendous simcha. And it's, a simple, it's, it's such a small thing, and who, how many people were involved in this? 
but yet how many people were happy? And so we should draw a, a, a Kalva Homer to ourselves. I could be in Sukkah all seven days. How much more so I should rejoice. That's a personal mitzvah that I'm able to be Mikhaim. And uh, so I, I think that that's... Uh, and that's why is it Marumas and Bracious? Because Bracious, that the whole function of the world is that Kosh should live besimcha with a Kosh He should see a Kosh in his life, should be able to recognize that Kosh is constantly with him in every aspect of wherever you are. And what an honor it is that we're the B'nai Malachim, that we have this schus of being in the palace and living in the palace as Kosh Baruch Hu's kinderlich. Kosh should bless us as the Tzadikim explain that the amount of simcha you, you rejoice on sukkahs will affect the simcha you have your entire year, which will affect your entire life. Kosh Baruch should bless us all with unbelievable amounts of true simcha and Rizar Hashem, we should all be nechtam, the chasimah kafula, with a good and kvital, as they say, a piskatava, and an unbelievable simchadik, kosher, and freilich, a yontav. Zayge ben, zayge zinnashtark. Just, uh, I want to, like, end off with that uh, idea also that the water aspect of the simcha has to do with water being essential for our life. And that this is also, um, I, I think the, the the aspect of having water to live is as essential as having this identity and understanding how much Akash Borhu wants us and loves us, and that might be part of what what is uh, is backing up this idea of the simcha that we have. <laughs> is understanding that the building blocks of our body is basically water. Of course, in, in my Melatara, of course, we're talking about Torah as well. And this, this aspect, I think, is, that's why we end, I guess, Sukkot in Simcha's Torah, that it, it, it slides into, ah, you want to really know the Spitz, Spitz water, the Spitz uh, Simcha is the Simcha of Torah. And that's the ultimate Simcha. And it's even higher than the, than, than the water. Now, the, the, also, just a part of the idea of the Maim Elyonim, Maim Tachtonim, of a Baruch who says that um, about salt, but also in, in the Akash Baruch who, when Hashem had to separate the upper waters and lower waters, they were crying. And Hashem says, don't worry, I will create a situation where you will um, be reconnected. And some people say it's salt on the Korbanos, and other people say it's the Nisich Maim. And that Nisach HaMaim is, is that, that result of all the tension of being separated and being reunited. That the, the, the true Simcha is when people who are separated are now being able to be together. Whereas sometimes people think in their lives that, you know, I constantly always together is the ultimate Simcha. But we know that that's sometimes having time apart is what gives us the ability to really truly appreciate the time together. And I think that's also our life. Our life is a pulse of I'm expanding and then contracting. I'm giving and then I'm taking back. And that's, that's what life is, not just 
um, a steady flow, just constantly flowing, whereas it's pulses, it's pulses. And those pulses are what are the essence of life. And I think that that's maybe also that has to do with dancing on, on the Sinus Beishov. It has to do with a dance because dance is taking steps, one step after another step. I'm putting my foot down, picking it up again, and the next foot, and switching off. It's a very, very profound way of, of expressing Simcha through dance. Because Baruch should give us the ability to see the true reasons for Simcha and us to take a celebrate it. And uh, Kosh Baruch Hashem bless us with a good Givenchy or Zai Givenchy.